0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Now, the, the concept isn't necessarily all too new, but you know, part of the reason it maybe faces criticism early on is People, it's hard for them to get past the initial idea of it. Toilet to tap, so to speak. Um, it's to smell. Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it! Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios.
2: Where does immigration fall on President Biden's to-do list? Wow. that's still going on? I will claw your tiny nose off.
1: It's on the list. Whoosh. I'm a subscriber. A frustrated architect i don't see architecture coming from you i've spent more time with the chinese leader than any other head of state and he asked me he said can i define america i said yes i can in one word and i mean it architecture hey just like you pretend to be and that's why john meacham helped my brother pick out those five portraits up there it's pretty cool Rum swabs hacks and moon bats beware it's Howie Carr.
3: There's just so much stuff going on. I don't know where to begin. But Joe Biden is really just nothing more than a glorified Walmart greeter at this point. He's literally handing out chocolate chip cookies and greeting people at the Oval Office. That's what he does now. This was Architectural Digest. I just want to play these last few cuts before we go into the jump line because... They're, they're pretty good. We played him explaining why there's portraits hanging up there. And it's because of what he said to Xi Jinping, Um, explains that he was a professor at the UPenn. And that's why he has Ben Franklin's picture there. Very egotistical selection process that he's going through. So then he's pointing out different memorabilia that's hanging around in, in the Oval Office. And he comes across one, and he has just this, this perfect description for what it is. Cut 10. This moon
1: rock, it's pretty cool. It's literally a little rock from the moon.
3: <laughs> the moon rock, it's pretty cool. It's literally a rock from the moon. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I... <laughs> There's no other significance behind it. Like, this was handed to me by Buzz Aldrin. And there's no story. It's just a rock from the moon. And I didn't see a certificate of authenticity, but I'll I'll take his word for it. So after he showed off his moon rock, which is not the rock that most Bidens are attuned to uh, accumulating, uh, he handed out cookies to the staff of the uh, Architectural Digest, Cut 11.
1: by the way, there's a tradition in my office. These chocolate chip cookies are all homemade.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what the tradition is. I don't know. He heads out cookies. Is that the tradition? Is the tradition that these cookies are homemade? I don't know. And then he ends the whole thing with a whopper. Cut 12.
1: Thanks for coming by, Architects with Digest. By the way, I'm a subscriber. I'm a frustrated architect. Thank you very much
3: if you believe joe biden is a subscriber to architectural digest raise your hand I, i don't believe it and i don't think he's a frustrated architect either he's never mentioned that up until now as one of his previous job opportunities he's he said that he used to work for a logging company trucking uh, he used to work in a, in a coal mine, or his family came out of the coal mines. He used to be a, an All-American football player. Uh, nothing, nothing is jived. And this is the first we're hearing of he was interested in architecture. Uh, I'm not buying it. All right, let's go to the chump line.
1: This is Jimmy Stewart calling. Uh, I was tuning in to see the Howie Carr program and he's nowhere to be seen. It's like going to, to Bedford Falls and, and instead ending up in Fall River. What? Well, well, wait a minute. That that scurvy young guest host looks a little bit like Mr. Potter.
3: <laughs> I watched that last night. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. People debate whether that's a Christmas movie. I say it is. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I fell asleep through it. It's, it's not my favorite, but it's it's a good movie.
1: Seeing all those Christmas protests makes one wonder whether the Grinch is a member of the squad, let alone a member of Hamas.
3: Yeah, but at the end, the Grinch actually cared about the people he was victimizing and returned all of the Christmas gifts and uh, became friends with the Whovillians. And... That's not happening with with Hamas, though. Today's Chump Line is brought to you by Preborn. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through uh, donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your donation will go to Saving Babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie.
1: To promote a ceasefire, Joe Biden said Hunter will
2: visit the Gaza Strip Club. I
3: doubt that'll do the, the trip. That, that's, that, that's just going to entangle us even further than we already are. Yeah, I'm not thinking that's a good idea. How much How much money can be... I guess a lot of money can be built out of the Gaza Strip right now. They've, they've got a lot of connections. They've got friends in high places.
2: Well, I heard Elon Musk's robots are going crazy and attacking
1: people. Jeff Bezos better watch out. I heard he bought the Warren model.
3: The Warren model? Is that what he said? I'm not sure what that means.
4: Elizabeth Warren? Didn't she go after Bezos at one point? I don't
3: know. Oh, um, mm, I'm sorry. I don't get it.
1: I'm just glad that Dr. Seuss isn't alive today to feel the depth of the tragedy of Gaza, knowing that the legendary Fox and Sox is not coming down for breakfast. <laughs>
3: because, <laughs> because the Gaza Zoo got blown up by the IDF. Yeah, that, that was what uh, Yahoo Mr. Uh, Siraj was... yeah Siraj was complaining about, that they had rare foxes in the Gaza Zoo that got blown up by Israel. Didn't say what it was in retaliation for, just wanted you to feel bad for the, the poor rare foxes that were housed in the Gaza Zoo. You know... They used to have uh, on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show Joan Embry come in from the San Diego Zoo. How come they don't have? How come Jimmy Fallon doesn't have somebody coming on from the Gaza Zoo every week to to showcase these rare foxes?
2: Beef Wellington. Hey, bread and crusted meat. Do you deliver? <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's. Have you never had beef Wellington? It's del- delicious. It's. What well, it's just like phyllo dough.
4: Yeah, and, it's like and a phyllo puff pastry yeah, yeah. with meat, and you know, there's different types of. Some people use uh, mushrooms. Other people use you know, duck liver. From what and I understand, whole, it's very it's tough to master.
3: Yeah. It's it's a very difficult dish to get right. There's a lot of factors there. Much like playing the lottery. A lot of different factors into how you can win.
1: We used to laugh at Mumbles when he said, thank Woo," But we sure miss him now with this Mayor Woo. He was a dope, but he was our dope. And unlike Michelle, at least he had a clue.
3: Yeah, I'd take Mayor Menino over Woo or Walsh or anybody else that's going to come after after Woo. AW after woo 781 oh my God <laughs> 781 says Gremlin's is a Christmas movie well yeah that's not even a question I mean that's that's blatantly a Christmas movie there's a Christmas narrative that's uh, fed into there the the girl's father gets stuck in the chimney playing Santa Claus uh, the movie opens with Darlene loves baby please come home uh, Christmas song. Yeah, it's a blatant Christmas movie. That, that's not even a question.
1: Don't you find it kind of ironic that the media is reporting that Biden ordered an airstrike? The frickin' guy couldn't even order a pizza for Granola.
3: Or a beef Wellington. Or homemade chocolate chip cookies. He's got to have those uh, brought up. Taylor, who made the homemade chocolate chip cookies? Keebler Elves?
2: It's uh, pretty cool. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I don't think there's a whole lot of diversity in the the Keebler elf factory, in that that little tree that they have. I've only seen seen those three white guys.
4: No, you're thinking of Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci. (laughs) Go ahead
1: lovey. I'm rather disappointed that I didn't get a new yacht for Christmas and that we're stuck with Tucker Taylor today. I guess nothing will top the Christmas of 1997 when I asked for peace in the world. Well, not long after that, we finally got silence from Frank Sinatra and he's been sleeping with a fishy since. A Christmas miracle.
3: (laughs) As soon as he said Christmas 97, I made a wish. I knew exactly where that was going. Mr. Secretary, that's horrible that you would wish for something like that. He died. My- this, he did, I mean, it probably did, got a lot of publicity, obviously, but he died the same night the Seinfeld finale took place. So not a lot of people heard about it right away.
2: My New Year's resolution is to stop procrastinating. Uh, I guess I'll worry about that later. <laughs> Seven... <laughs>
3: 71 says the Whovillians? It's the Who's. All the all the Who's down in Whoville. Not all the Who-vilians in." Who-ville. Do you know who I am? Well, Who's is just like a shortening of, of Whoville. And I don't know, in American culture, when you shorten the name of a place to describe a people, that's seen as derogatory. So I'm using the more politically correct Whovillians, is what I think they... <laughs> they should be called. The Who's Done whovill.
0: <laughs> that was your last chump
1: line message. Thank you for calling Howie Carr, you chump. Uh.
3: it's the who's and the passion that went into texting that in I really appreciate that. that's funny Uh, that's it for the chump line today the recorded voice message system of the Howie Carr show you can leave your message during normal business hours 844-500-4242 press 2 for the chump line and you may or may not hear your message at this time each weekday and if you don't hear your message or you just want to hear more of the chump line after the uh, regular aired version of the show is done, we post, uh, we upload a uh, second chump line called Chopped Chumps wherever you get your Howie Carr show podcasts, and that uh, is for your downloadable consumption. Today's chump line is brought to you by Preborn. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com Howie. That's preborn.com Howie.
1: I'm just glad that Dr. Seuss isn't alive today to feel the depths of the tragedy of Gaza, knowing that the legendary Fox in Sox is not coming down for breakfast.
3: The Whovillians are beside themselves. In the past couple years alone, close to 50 satisfied Howie listeners have allowed J.J. Manning auctioneers to sell their valuable real estate assets quickly, contingency free, and for the highest price the market will pay. Don't wait. You can be the next. Since 1976, J.J. J. Manning's project-based approach of selling real estate has generated positive results for individuals, families, builders, companies, banks, estates, and more. You set the sale date, and you have one consolidated open house. No surprise, nor last-minute showings. J.J. J. Manning's sellers are never left out in the cold, wondering about interest on their property. Weekly inquiry reports provide measured progress and create a sense of teamwork through the auction process. There's no distress. You set the terms, you sell contingency-free, and the buyer pays all commissions. J.J. Manning uses their 30-30 marketing plan. 30 days of advertising and 30 days to close. No haggling and no changes to your deal. To learn more on how to get your commercial, residential, or land sold quickly, contact Charlie Gill. At 800 521 0111 or visit jjmanning.com. Call Charlie today at 800 521 0111 or go to jjmanning.com and get your real estate sold. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Car Show.
0: Adding your two cents is easier than ever. Call Howie at 844-500-4242 or text the word Howie followed by your message to 617-213-1066. He's-
1: Alley car.
3: Today's poll question is brought to you by Preborn. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through donations from listeners like yourselves. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us to donate securely Go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. Jared, what's today's poll
4: question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is when do you take down your Christmas tree? It's already down sometime between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, or I leave it up well into the new year.
3: Sometime this week between Christmas Day and New Year's Day comes down. 47%
4: 47% of the audience agrees with you. 38% say they leave it up well into the new year. And 15% say it's already down.
3: Yeah, after New Year's Day, we're on to another holiday already. It's it's time to get rid of that one. And uh, I'll probably stop saying Happy New Year. I think at two weeks tops is, is my... Oh, I do not even say Happy New Year after the I first, really don't yeah. say it until somebody else says it to me because I just don't care.
4: No, um, no, I, I got a problem this year. The boy loves the Christmas tree when he wakes up in the morning tree tree or wakes up from his nap. This is this is his first Christmas or his second. It's his second Christmas, but he was three, four months old. So it is true. Yeah. Um, So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when I take it down. I don't know if it's better to, like, take it down in front of him so he sees it Mm -hmm. or if it's just like one day it's just gone. Has he been pretty good about staying away from it? Yeah, he hasn't. He likes to. He likes to look at the ornaments and name the ornaments. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah, yeah. His Hulk is a Hulk ornament. Ah, I see. Hulk, and there's a Spider-Man one that he knows. But yeah. So yeah, it's. I. I don't know what the the best course of action there is. See the
3: the baby Lillian. She's not um, mobile enough to uh, get to the tree without being caught first. But she's getting very close. Harrison's been pretty good about. It. He's. Uh, he's three and a half. He's been pretty good about staying away from the tree, not touching it, and he's got his own ornaments on there, too. So, But he loves it, and he loves the whole Christmas thing. He was very excited to have Santa visit the house the other night, and uh, life goes on. So 844-500-4242. I really missed with today's poll question. I should have done, who's who had the better um, break-into-song moment? And there's a whole list of people that have broken into song whole list of politicians american politicians that have broken into songs spontaneously as if this were a, an episode of glee and uh n- had not great results with it it's always been pretty bad except for i guess barack obama was at somebody's uh funeral or memorial service and it was just kind of spur it was the he was the cool president and he had a halfway decent singing voice for a few moments and it was a nice big surprise for everybody. Everybody went crazy for it. But since then, I think people have just had terrible uh, showbiz moments breaking into song randomly and spontaneously. And the latest one to do so is Colorado Governor Jared Polis, who I guess wanted to take the attention off of the terrible Supreme Court decision in Colorado last week and put it on the uh, now terrible migrant situation that they have and his terrible voice. We'll be back.
1: Live from the
3: Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show, Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. 4242 Kevin, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Kevin.
1: Yes, yes, good evening. Uh, I want to talk to you about the poll question of the day when you take your Christmas tree down. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that you're taking it down way too soon. My God, way too soon. Why? Uh, there's, uh, well, there's 12 days of Christmas, and we're only on day two. Now, what? There's <laughs> 12 this I thought it was the days 12 days
3: that led up to Christmas, and that was the last no, day.
1: No, no, Oh, my God, no, no. Christmas Day, the day that Jesus was born, was the first day. Now, the, oh, the I've got to endure
3: this them. for 12 days. Jesus is making a yeah, really big deal out of his birthday, don't you think?
1: Listen to me. Now, listen to me. The wise men see they heard about this baby Jesus, the this, this Savior being born. So they had to get on their camels and their donkeys, and they had to travel for miles and miles and miles to bring gifts and frankincense and myrrh and gold. It took them time to get there. So yeah, yeah, but if the, oh, so, right. if,
3: if the nativity story had taken place today, it'd be the 12 hours of Christmas. They would have hopped on a flight and been there very quickly. No,
1: they would have... They would. Well if they shipped it if they shipped it to the USPS, it would have took a lot longer but they send it you know through amazon it would have been
3: made right <laughs> next day the amazon prime delivering Frank, i feel like Kevin we're bordering on on um uh <laughs> being uh, blasphemic but uh we'll we'll leave it right there i'm i i've never done the twelve days of Christmas. I'm not sure that what that tradition is about but uh I'm just of a mindset i've it's been enough this has been the lead up has been appropriate, you know I think we bought our Christmas tree the first weekend of December and it's been up for the entire month and it goes out when the new month and the new year come in and i'm I'm okay with that, and I think Jesus is okay with that. I don't think they were doing the whole tree thing when he was born, so I don't think he has really any uh thoughts on it but as long as you you recognize his his birthday that's That's what it's all about. 844-500-4242. So I was saying earlier, there have been a lot of politicians as of late that have broken into song for really no good reason at all. Some to great acclaim and some to not so great acclaim. The latest is Colorado Governor Jared Polis. They're having a huge influx of migrants in Denver and uh, the metro area. I mean, we're we're having a huge influx of migrants everywhere. If you take a look at the border pictures today, it is astounding. And some of the stats that are that are coming in, I think there have been seven hundred and thirty thousand some odd uh, border encounters in the uh, the past couple of months, which is incredible. I mean, these these are record numbers that they're not going to be able to adjust downward like the uh, unemployment numbers they do. Uh, this is uh, Bill Malusion. From Fox News, CBP sources tell Fox there have already been over 730,000 migrant encounters at the southern border since October 1st, a population size bigger than the city of Denver arriving at the southern border in less than three months. December on pace to set highest month ever recorded. And you can see the pictures. New York Post has not Fox News has been showing them. I saw <laughs> it's kind of a funny video, but a um, somebody was playing golf at uh, Eagle, P- Eagle Pass, Texas, and they went, They hit a drive, and they're right across from the border. They hit a drive, and it must have been a good shot because all the migrants that were, all the illegal aliens that were at the, uh, the border all shouted and gave a hand clap to, like they were on the PGA Tour or at the LIV Tour. It was a, a moment of levity, but... Uh, Indicative that there's a serious problem. If you've got a line and there, there's this has now become a spectator sport. Being an illegal alien, that's indicative of a, a much larger problem. But Jared Polis had a problem last week where the Colorado Supreme Court came down and said we're not going to let Trump be on the ballot because you know of his his ties January 6th, which is a completely laughable legal precedent because there is no legal precedent for that. He's not been convicted of anything in connection to January 6th. He's not an insurrectionist. He wasn't there in the Capitol. And uh, if anything he's come forward and proven that he did not spurn on these uh, um, morons that that stormed into the Capitol and, and broke into people's offices and uh, thought they had free Rome of the place and, and were targeting people. The um, he had nothing to do with that he didn't call for it and he didn't all the evidence points to the opposite that he did not want to see that happen now the colorado supreme court said that he cannot be on the ballot because of that reason january 6th now they're staying their decision until the ballots have been finalized so it's really has no consequence whatsoever And the Supreme Court, the the U.S. Supreme Court, is going to take this up after that as well. So it's, it's not going to stand no matter what. It's a meaningless, fruitless gesture that got some headlines, but it got a lot of negative press. And Colorado Governor Jared Polis wanted to alleviate this negative press by switching from one issue of contention to, I guess, another, because he decided that, you know, Christmas Eve he was gonna put out this, this message to all of the the new transplants to Colorado, all of Colorado's newest residents, people that are of let's say Hispanic descent. This is Colorado Governor Jared Polis Cut Six.
2: Feliz Navidad Feliz Navidad.
1: Feliz Navidad, Prospero, Año y
3: The audio doesn't sound terrible as the video looks. Because the video, he, he looks like he's almost being held hostage, doing this somewhat against his will, but somehow you also get at the same time the feeling that this was his idea. And he's got this somewhat choreographed dance, uh, which looks like he's going between two cows and milking them. Uh, But that's that's what he came up with. Those were the dance steps that I guess he ran through his staff and they approved. But, I mean, just from a critical standpoint here, not a good singing voice, not a great— I mean, one of the more annoying Christmas songs there is. But also, the background music was so low, I think that he was using it only for his reference, and he didn't you got to make a production out of it. If you're going for it, you got to commit. And you could tell that he wasn't really committed to this. It, a, another complete embarrassment, which was which a bigger embarrassment for the state of Colorado, that their Supreme Court, it, their state Supreme Court is, is saving democracy by destroying it or that they are continuing the celebration of the destruction of democracy by celebrating the influx of illegal immigrants into their state by their governor doing this stupid shill of a dance and and song routine and, and breaking out into uh, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Navidad. Thank you, Mr. Garcia. It is ridiculous that the, somebody thought this was a good idea, And his staffers apparently weren't convincing enough to tell him, drop it, or they didn't care, or or they thought it was a good idea, which means you need a a completely different staff. But there's been other uh, examples of singing in politics most recently, I think. Do we have Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., breaking into song? And she sings a good old uh, hymn, uh, you know, a nice, nice song of the faithful. Here, let's hear it. Fire now. Fire now. Fire now. Fire
0: now. This little. Life.
3: I mean I guess we we could uh, that's enough. <sighs> we
2: could
3: we could feasibly have a holiday sing off. I really missed the mark with a poll question today. Uh, round 1 is Jared Polis versus Muriel Bowser. I've got Muriel Bowser. Who do you have, Matt?
2: Muriel Bowser. She yeah. had backup singers yeah. and everything. It
3: was yeah. a lot more she she committed. Like it was
2: on the fly, so she had on the fly.
3: Go. It wasn't a pre-produced segment or anything. All right, who do we have next? Who's the next contestant, uh, Matt?
2: And now I knew if I my chains that I can make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. The
3: president of South Korea with uh, his rendition of Miss Amer- American Pie by Don McLean. Uh, let's hear that just one more time, Matt.
2: I knew if I had my chains, that I could make those people dance and Maybe they'd be happy for a while. Oh, you gotta
3: know—he's—he's got—he's got chops, and he—he uh, he put that feeling into that last phrasing. Uh, and now let's hear Muriel Bowser just for a second, because she had, she won that last round, so she's advancing to this round with. What what was the president's name there? President Moon, I believe.
2: It was President Moon.
3: President Moon of South Korea. Now here's Muriel Bowser again.
0: This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. All right,
3: right there. Who do you have, Matt? I got Moon. President Moon. That's who I'm going with. Unanimous decision. Do we have one more contender in this, this game of uh, politicians? in prose. no moon is moon moon wins moon wins hands down that's it that's great jared polis i'm not even sure why he entered the contest but yeah president moon singing american pie will always be a fan favorite here at the howie car show 844 4242 michael you're next on the howie car show go ahead michael
2: Hey, good afternoon, good evening, whatever part of the day we're into here. How's it going? A story my father told me that, uh, he would have been 95, that on Christmas morning, uh, as a child, he woke up and Santa Claus brought the tree and the presents and all of that. So that tree stayed up for the 12 days of Christmas. Hmm. And that was, there was no build up before. It was Christmas morning. Santa did it all. So I ask you, what was your when you were a kid? How long did your tree stay up for? I,
3: I would say about the same time that I do now. You know, through through New Year's Day. It, I didn't I didn't grow up Catholic. I don't know if that's a Catholic thing. The twelve days of Christmas.
2: Uh, I grew up Catholic, and we never did it New Year's Day, or maybe the day after New Year's Day. We took it down.
3: Yeah, I, I feel like that's standard. I, I, the twelve days of Christmas, I thought, was leading up to. The uh, I'm on the same boat. The momentous occasion of, of Christmas Day. I didn't think it started on Christmas, Michael.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, nope. that was what uh, my father's memory was, and a hardcore German Catholic. So that means and, uh... that
3: means Santa uh, wink had to have a tree ready Christmas Eve, stashed away somewhere, so that when you woke up Christmas morning you ha- you had seen that Santa delivered not only the presents, but the tree was prepared as well.
2: That is correct. That's a
3: lot of work That's on good. Santa's you know, part. He's
2: pretty magical. He's, he's very magical. And the other side note to that was that there was a box of candles that all the kids would take a candle, melt the bottom, stick it to the tree, and then light the candles on the Christmas tree. That was their deal.
3: All right. Well, I... Glad we got rid of that practice. The candles, while it may have looked very nice, is is probably uh, uh, we we've got warning labels on everything these days. Michael, we we can't do it. Emma's got an explanation on on the twelve days of Christmas. If can we wait till after the break to to have this explanation, and we'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Carr Show.
1: Howie Carr. Howie Carr is back.
3: All right, 860 says Christmas is the first day of Christmas. Three Kings Day is the 12th day of Christmas. I've never heard of Three Kings Day. I always thought the 12 days was leading up to and the 12th day was Christmas, which was perfect for me because I would say that was, you know, the appropriate time to listen to Christmas music. But Emma says this is wrong and the callers say this is wrong, I'm, I'm, I've got a misconception, set me straight.
0: Okay, so yes, I'm on the side of the callers, um, so the epiphany is January 6th. What is the epiphany? That's when the three wise men come and visit the Christ child, so it's after the birth and 12 days after Christmas. However, Christmas now, is actually an octave, so the feast of Christmas is eight days and ends on, ends on January 1st, which is the feast of Mary, the mother of God. Then, so this is all about the season, so you have Advent, which is similar to Lent, falls before Christmas, and you have the Christmas season, which is 12 days. However, the priest will wear white, and you're still in the Christmas season until January, the Sunday after the Epiphany, which is when the, the Lord is baptized. Now he's an adult when he's baptized, but that begins it Sounds more
3: complicated than my taxes.
0: you got to keep your tree up till January 6th because you're still in Christmas, and you're still supposed to feast, too. So don't start those resolutions. Oh, don't resolutions. you worry
3: about that, Emma. I'll face. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there, Did you
2: catch any of that? Because I didn't.
3: Something about an epiphany. But historically, why the 12 days? Because it took years for the wise men to show up to see baby Jesus. He was like three or four years old by the time they got there. Right? Why the, 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 put the headphones on the wise men it took them years to get to baby they, they hadn't seen the star in the sky uh, they took years to get to to baby Jesus
0: well Jesus had been gone because he left to go through Egypt because they had to go back a separate way
3: he'd gone where
0: through egypt back to, back home
3: but I'm saying it didn't take twelve days for them to get there. it took years.
0: Right, and it didn't take him 12 days to become 30 years old and be baptized. But that's just how it's celebrated. Okay. Why? Because you only have 365 days to, do, to get everything in there.
3: All right. I don't think you really have an explanation. It's okay. Yeah, well, well it's, it's not a... Joe, maybe Joe has an explanation for it. He's got uh, some insight on the 12 days. Go ahead, Joe. You're next on the Howie Carr Show.
1: There have always been twelve days of Christmas, and I don't know why you don't understand that. There have always been.
3: Okay, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm
1: not
0: saying you know, there a song. I'm on. not
3: saying there have never been. To, I said I've never observed the twelve days of Christmas leading up, uh, starting at Christmas. I always thought it was leading up to Christmas, Joe. You don't have to be mad at me.
1: No, I'm not mad. It's just like my mom used to keep the tree up all 12 days, and then we would take it down.
3: All right. I like Limerick Guy's version. Taylor, on the 12th day of Christmas, my true love said to me, for God's sake, will you please take down this tree? Very, Very good, Limerick Guy. I agree, but I'd do it five days sooner, on the seventh day of Christmas. Tree comes down. Then five days of picking up needles out of the carpet. This is the Howie Carr Show.